everybody. Welcome to the Polarized Podcast. I'm your Polarized Podcast host, sometimes the forever, sometimes always the forever guest, James. Hello. Welcome to another riveting, horrific episode of the podcast where we talk about polarizing movies according to Rotten Tomatoes. This one is The Pope's Exorcist. One Pope's Exorcist by the name of what is it, Gabriel, Gabriel Marth, or uh, a Russell Crowe? It is rated 49% by the critics and 81% by the audiences. They are divided. They can't make up their minds about it. They keep on tussling like the great tussle of good and evil that happens every day in the floors beneath us. If you get the chance, everyone, please check check into your floorboards because there might just be an ancient site of Inquisition happening just below you, and you never know. It could be a gas leak, or it could be, and one never expects it, the Spanish Inquisition. I had to do a Monty Python. I had to. Uh, now, I know you may be wondering, who is this guy? It's James, if, in case you forgot. And is he going to be with me the whole time? Yes, I am. But is it just going to be me? Hell no. Heavens to Betsy, no. There is one other. Nay, two. But I'm going to bring him in one at a time. For now, it is... He's the fave. He's he's like an, he's an S-tier co-host. Bring him in. The great Brandini has come along into my life and decided to discuss movies. We are here to exercise the demons. <laughs> can you hey, feel that? Can you feel that? Can you feel it? Can you feel hey. it? Hey, 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 everybody. Hey, James. Hey, hey hi, hello. Hey, hi. Hey, how are you? Uh, one of two Exorcist movies that are out. I, there's the other one is The Exorcist Believer. I think we probably did the better one. I think so too. I, 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 that one's just rated bad. Oh, okay. It's almost fresh. It's got a 59% audience score. So we're never going to do that because we don't do those type of movies on this podcast. We only do polarizing movies in the sense of Rotten Tomato scores. Sometimes critics love it and audiences hate it or vice versa. Exactly. And honestly, we're doing a movie where, yeah, what is it? It's the one's got to be fresh. It? One's got to be rotten. Them's the rules. And above 60 is fresh and below is rotten. We got a 49 from the critics, we had an 81 from the audience, Brandon. Uh, we're yeah. uh, we've been warming up on horror movies more later in our life, as we've expressed on this podcast. But yeah. within that, how are you on uh, exorcism movies? Do you care about a Ooh. good exorcism movie? Do you care about the titular exorcist being the best one and and uh, arguably a classic in American cinema? I like the, yeah, it's, it's really classic cinema. The exorcist is, and you know, consistently what exorcism movies get wrong is that they are so about the demon and mm. less about what exorcism, the original excels at, which is faith and how we navigate difficult times and how faith is used to overcome great odds. And yeah, I there as a person, and it's interesting how a formula has come from that. There's there's, you know, like yeah. the 
a lot of, you know, knockoffs. I mean, there's one within that franchise that is out at the moment. It's in that fran- franchise, you know, uh, uh, what's her face is in it. Um, why am I forgetting her name? But it's that's continuing the the franchise, even though you could say like sequels to that very same movie could be qualified as that, too. But there's a lot of like bargain bin exorcist movies that have come along since then. And I think there's a formula that has there very grown, much is. And that's where this movie has its weakest parts for me, which we'll which we'll get into. But it's interesting how that. In itself, when within the horror genre, there are separate genres within that that have their own kind of stereotypes. I think that's just yeah. I, I'm glad that you brought up the formula because we'll talk plenty about it through this movie. But it is one of those formulas that is arguably easy to replicate, but very difficult to do well mm-hmm. because the formula seemingly is so simple. Is there is a person who is uh who has the de- has a demon in them, and then there is a pope or somebody who comes to exercise it. Very simple, straightforward, right? And it can be easily replicated in all these movies, but again, oftentimes with a lot of easy or a lot of straightforward seemingly um, kind of concepts or types of movies, more often than not, people get the focus and why they're good wrong. Because again, I think if you are focusing more so on the demon stuff and less on who is exercising it and what that kind of Mm -hmm. struggle is and conflict is, you're misreading the tea leaves here as to why the original was so good because. Yeah. Or something like Rosemary's baby that, you know, that really gets into the more the effects around it and how people. Yeah, like you're talking about and, and how faith can affect people and where they put their faith and their community and, and everything like that. But sure, because like I think just like with cults and why people will forever be fascinated by them is that there's always this and it sounds simple that you could replicate on film and theoretically make an interesting documentary or movie, TV show, whatever about, you know. Oftentimes, like exorcism movies, what people get wrong about cult movies is the actual cult itself. But I think what is more compelling and what is compelling in the best of the exorcism movies, again, is how easy it is for a person to get absorbed into a cult or to lose faith and to uh, meander or, uh, you know, falter in their convictions and in their faith and how easy it is for like with a cult. And I think religion is a cult. My, there was this great, um, uh, what is it explained on Netflix and they put it so beautifully is religion is cult plus time. So that is the comparison. I will say that religion is often is a cult, but you know, I get people will want to, categorize it as a religion because cults have a bad connotation but nonetheless is i think what's so interesting about cults and about religion is is that like anybody like the polar bears what do you mean polar bears i'm growing them into my little cult brandon oh you little devil and you know who started the the polar bears 
Goo James, who started it. A little guy who goes by the name of Danny fucking Burge. I gotta oh, bring him in here. I gotta bring him in here. He's a disciple, if not the, the founder of the cult of polar bears. You know, I, I, I wanted to burst in doing like a like a polar bear call or something. Like we've like, been trying like to nail do, that down. I don't know if we've nailed it. What yet. is the sound of a polar bear? I mean, Brandon's, it's, it's, Brandon's come up with it before. I asked yeah. him to do it. I forget though. Uh, Let's hear it. <laughs> That's uh, a walrus. <laughs> That's a walrus. That is not a bear. <laughs> that, is, that does not strike fear. We, we bring walri- oh, walruses in walri. Why well, I try yeah. to. Make it that plural, but ball ride. I mean, I guess into the polar. Polar can be anything into the kingdom every now and then. Yeah, it's polar. It's the polar zone. Yeah, like so, just Arctic creatures in general, like an Arctic fox, like a like a like a Mm -hmm. snow leopard. (laughs) Yeah, it's a strange Venn diagram that we're that we're growing here is polarizing movies and and uh, art polar (laughs) and Arctic animals. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's where you know that. We come that's together. the t-shirt right there it's like you guys need to each get your own arctic animal avatar and like and then polarized with you two as like little little cartoon arctic animals. okay well you can uh, be the uh, polar uh, yeah, bear okay. and then i guess we got to come up with one of us <laughs> oh, can be I a walrus be the- well brandon's got the walrus noise i guess <laughs> Ooh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, oh you know there's a what movie would your polar bear next- be Danny, yeah, if you had yeah, to guess. Mr. Yeah, he's pretty, pretty critical of your... <laughs> yeah, Mr. Coming in hot. Yeah, he oh, seems no, to no, know. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, I was going to say, uh, it, like, <laughs> you know, that would be a great movie, <laughs> by the way, for you guys, is the walrus <laughs> or horror season. But uh, coming in hot, what, what, what was I doing? What did I do? What, what, in- <laughs> this guy? Do me? Do this guy? <laughs> this guy right here? Was I pointing? Was I pointing? No, I'm no. pointing at you to make a polar bear sound. Make a polar bear oh, sound. Oh, I gotta make a polar bear sound. Oh, like, yeah. like, like, Ooh. kind of like more of a, a guttural. Yeah, yeah, that was a like, roar. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, Brandon's was more like a mating call. Kind of think, think about <laughs> if, if, if if Russell Crowe stubbed his toe, what would it sound? <laughs> if I'm gonna be an animal, I'm gonna be a. Uh... Horny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when yeah. in doubt. <laughs> this polar bear's got riz, baby. <laughs> I could yeah, tell. I a mind. walrus, I'm sorry. I'd be like a mountain apparently goat. Apparently, mine like a, sounds like a walrus, but a yeah, polar get it right. goat. Yeah, get it tight. Get it yeah, right. Get it tight. Right. So, so, Danny, how are you doing? How's how are things? Oh, life is chasing around inside of me like a squirrel. Uh, I'm doing really, really well. <laughs> uh like we we just i don't know uh, if uh but you might hear some sounds there's there's a baby in the house now there's a baby in the house, house now. Uh, daddy, that's also yeah. the daddy danny yeah. there's a baby in the house yeah that's that's the name of my first album yeah, first album <laughs> it's a concept album there's a baby in the house there's gonna be a baby uh, crying the entire album in the background it's a concept oh yeah just like that uh that that tlc song where it's like that yeah uh, is that, that Bills song? Bills, Bills, Bills. Uh, <laughs> oh. You know what I'm talking about? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I do. I feel like that's yeah. a Timbaland joint too. Oh, because the beat Speak. is really cool, but that I think that that baby sound 
gets a, like he re- loops it a lot throughout the whole song yeah. and it gets to be a little bit much at the at the end it but it, it but it does kind of have like a nice like tenor that fits fits throughout it but i, I kind of wish he pulled pulled back on it a bit because you're just kind of dancing to this baby crying <laughs> do you think like that causes like, pregnant women to lactate a little bit like you know just a little like uh uh i think probably i think probably but are you arguing that that was his intention like to get women to lactate no that would be wild but like if he just like was like he's like you know what's cool is pavlovian responses so i'm gonna throw this this on this banger so that way every time it plays you see them titties cry like no yeah. that's that's crazy dude. women are just soaking their tops yeah yeah like hey man just drenching those tops <laughs> that's that's the move that's the mark of a platinum record <laughs> Is if you can if you can eat some cereal with them <laughs> with them titties. Oh jeez! <laughs> oh my um, god! So so off the you rails. know you guys were talking about Exorcist uh, mm-hmm. and like the newest iteration of Exorcist. Speaking of, I just had a baby. Just a full disclosure for uh, are we watching the stream now? What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Uh, oh yeah, let's, yeah. Uh, so you, you I just had a baby. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just had a I just had a kick-ass baby. This baby's really cool. Like she's uh she's pretty easy going and everything. We had her on the 23rd. It's my second. Uh her name is Vignette. Uh and uh we're really, really stoked. Uh things are going well. Thank you for asking. But speaking of babies Congrats, and man. the exorcist, uh the most recent um uh, iteration of the exorcist that they came out with is ex- exorcist in utero <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. wait they have a, they have a movie like that <laughs> that's that's the most recent exorcist movie is it's is, in it's well, the one that's exorcist. in the franchise is like they're uh it's two girls right like that's all i saw the trailer at least it was like it's well, not then just... maybe i saw a knockoff then. there's okay. so many that's the thing there's so many but yeah. i remember Ellen Burstein, I just remembered her name, is in it as well. And then it's like two girls are possessed is really the conceit. And it's by Danny McBride and his oh, writing buddy that totally. did all the Halloween movies and everything. So I don't know. Okay, well, I, don't I found so that I guess, Halloween I guess franchise found, was kind of whatever. <laughs> I guess I found a not exorcist like like it was it like it was must have been a knockoff. But I saw like I was scrolling through like a uh, like a movie. Are you movie. sure it wasn't nothing? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> no, this is a thing. Here, no. All right, well, let's get our guy to look that up. Here, I'm pulling it up right now. Now, yeah, let's, now, let's get now, right. over the name of it. I am curious. Like it's Exorcist in u- in utero. Like it's 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 like the craziest thing. Like uh, yeah, it's Exorcist in utero. Exorcist is, in utero, 2023. Boom. It tells the story of a woman who must save her unborn child and her and herself when she is possessed <laughs> by a powerful ring. Huh? It's been, it's been done. Our house while we're on vacation. <laughs> God, I was really just hoping that it was going to be an exorcism movie with the soundtrack of In Utero. Oh wow! I know. I was like, "Are you sure you're not thinking of Kurt Cobain?" <laughs> Uh, but but I mean like if you like man what a crazy idea for a movie of like we're gonna have to exercise a demon out of a fetus it's like that that is the most insane like like but, I'd like to be there for that pitch. but that's what we were talking about the, yeah kind of like that's a good going back to that conversation a bit because that definitely is the knockoff version and for me that doesn't constitute a whole movie. That constitutes what? like a part of a movie. Oh. 
Beetle like Exorcism? Yeah, I feel I like you know. could we, incorporate I, that I like into uh, a movie and not have it be like the entire focus. Like Brandon's saying, it's like you're focusing so much on one part of it rather than you already know how that movie's going to kind of play out already, like the poster and just how it's well, presenting and itself it's and everything not, rather than like that could be a part of something bigger, you know? It's mm. also probably not inherently interesting to watch something that's possessed, but you can't even see it. Like, you know, unless they're doing like shots in womb of a possessed baby or possessed fetus. Uh, let's let's get the terminology right. guys. Like, but like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, if this is like shit, what I, know, I, I know, I know, I know. I just like to blame you for my mistakes. You're just so stirring up I, your own little pot. You're <laughs> placing the pot down and stirring it. But yourself. I mean, like, but I mean, uh, like, uh, like <laughs> I, I, I just like the lead up to the bait, the fetal exorcism, because it's like somebody's like, we got to get the devil out of this baby and this baby out of this lady. Like, you know, like there's like there's <laughs> got to be like certain moments where you can like just picture it. Oh, uh, there's and, like a process. We got to get the devil out of the baby, then the baby out of the lady. I like that. I mean, or I mean, I don't think you want to take a baby that's out your of second the lady single? before the devil's <laughs> yeah, out is. of the baby. Man, this is like a this is like a, a warm up exercise. I feel like, like that was a movie. Devil like, out of the baby, baby <sighs> out of the lady. Devil out of the baby, baby out of the lady. <laughs> I feel like that was a movie in the two thousands or something about a woman possessed with like an evil baby or something. And I don't know. Well, that like, was Rosemary's Baby, but that was like giving yeah, birth to essentially. The yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, but there, there was but yeah some other cheesy one that came oh, out in like early two I mean, thousands, possessed something. I I don't know, but yeah, that's essentially a better version already. Is is Rosemary's Baby and the title of that exorcism in your utero? I don't know. It's like, it's so like oh, we're at CVS. Look at these silly movie covers. Oh well, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that was basically what I was doing. Uh, but meanwhile, you know what was another movie about an exorcism that we all watched <laughs> was the pope's exorcism wow uh, okay nice well no man i just feel bad that i just really derailed us no and- no i think that's uh, no, 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 pertains no. absolutely and i was just thinking about how you know a lot of these like i didn't see the original exorcist before i had already seen the knockoffs and the parodies and all the mm-hmm. things making fun of it much like I was a big Weird Al guy, and there's plenty of Weird Al songs that I heard the parody of, and then I heard the original <laughs> later because that was just my childhood and growing up, you know, in the 90s, and Weird Al was such a big thing. And that was like the coolest version of that's way cooler than Kids Bop. You get to hear Weird Al just do a funny version of it, and he's got good instrumentation, good production, and he just changes the lyrics. Uh, so now you have a hard time reconciling it because you still think of Weird Al's uh, lyrics in some some capacity but when i see other movies doing the exorcist formula i think of those parodies in the, as well I, instead of the original exorcist i think of how silly kind of it comes across because it is so like rehashed over and over again to uh to this point um but i yeah i it's been a long time since i've seen the original one truly terrifying movie for yeah i don't know for for somebody that doesn't take a lot of stock and at this point in my life, like religion and and demons and, and, you know, and being possessed and, and shit like that. But, uh, that movie I think cuts through everybody to, to, to show, yeah. An innocent person being possessed is such a, and then having somebody, especially a, a parental figure, having to come to terms with it is mm. a visceral place to go for a horror movie this movie has that, you know, there's, there's certain things that this movie doesn't escape from as well. And for, 
for real, like a part of my criticism against it, uh, not to already get ahead of, of criticisms and everything, because there's a lot I do like about this movie as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But Danny, I mean, do you, do you, do you stand the exorcist? Is that something that you really hold in high regard in your horror movie collection of like exorcist is like up there or is it just kind of like, you know, um, one of the, one well, of the, many? I, I, I'd say like, I think like, uh, as far as film goes, mm-hmm. Exorcist is a monumental film. Yeah. Like, it, as it, you know, it set a precedent for basically an entire, you know, genre of horror. Mm-hmm. As yeah. far as, so like, I recognize its, uh, its place and purpose and, and whatever. It's not, it's not my favorite horror movie. It's not my, like, it's not a rewatch for me. I'm not yeah. like, you know what I want to do right now? Watch The Exorcist. Like, but it makes I, a mark on you when you do see it that you don't need to see it a bunch. Yeah. And, and there are there my go-to horror movies that I want to go and watch are not necessarily that. I could watch this probably. I, I, this is a rewatch for me oh, more than yeah, The Exorcist. Sure. This is more rewatchable. Yes. Oh my <laughs> god, yeah. Not a good, not uh, a better I, movie, I could, but you know. I would not be opposed to taking like a film class about this movie where we just watch this each 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 week we go in watch this movie and then talk about it again <laughs> like i kind of wouldn't get bored with that like just dissecting it piece by piece like first we're going to talk about cinematography then we're gonna, like because like well, let's really, do it right now <laughs> yeah like yeah man like like this this movie fucking was a blast dude. so what like, brought you I, to this movie uh was it the poster was it a trailer was it a, like um i know it uh, was Brandon on Netflix told me that you guys were gonna do it and then gotcha. i watched it so like, you hadn't but, heard of it before <laughs> well no i i saw it like uh, you know i was scrolling through shit uh on one of the one of the streaming sites and i saw it there but i was like ooh, like for some reason first of all i conflated it with that mel gibson movie where he's like a priest or something for no. some reason i thought it was Mel Gibson at first, which made me just as excited. I just was like, I'm going to get to that. Like, because there was that one where it's like Mel Gibson helping write like the dictionary or some shit like that. Like, uh, yeah. you know what I'm talking oh, about? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. I and so because, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and so for some reason I just was like, I'll see Mel Gibson as a, as a crazy priest. I don't know why I just like put those two together. But then when I realized it was Russell Crowe, I was even, even better. Like, well, honestly, like, well, you, you are a uh, residential, a resident uh, Russell Crowe expert. Russell Crowe expert. <laughs> Russell Crow expert, yes. So I'm, that's that is why you're back. I, I proudly take that title, man. Like that, that, yeah. that lifts me up, dude. Thank you, thank you, King. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate that. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Uh, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a big crowhead my, myself. I mean, we the last one crowhead. we did, we've done Noah, like we've done Unhinged uh and the unhinged episode was the one with you danny and and i think this point in his career to see him enjoying himself as much as he is and elevating movies that he's in and not ever seeming like he's checked out or not involved or like fully you know he's having fun he's having fun yeah he's in it he's invested just enough i mean maybe maybe he is a little bit you know, I'm sure working with him is a lot like, no, nah, I'm going to do this. Nah, I don't want, want to do that. I want to do this. And so he just kind of does like his own kind of thing sometimes. And I'm sure you have to embrace sure. it. But those those little flourishes, ooh, just perk oh. me up every single time in this movie when he's he's able to have fun. And that just 
makes the movie for me. Like this movie would, would not be what it is without him just starting already with, with that for this discussion, like this, he fucking makes this movie. Same with the engine in a lot of ways. Yeah. Can I, can I ask you both a question? What were your thoughts on his Italian? Doesn't really bother me. (laughs) And I, and I'm sure my Italian heritage probably is screaming in there. Like all my Italian ancestors are rolling in their graves when I say that, but like, uh, I'm, I'm fucking American. I don't know, but like, uh, it's the blood is in there somewhere, but, uh, I just, I don't know. It's, it doesn't bother. It didn't bother me as much in this sort of thing. Cause I'm really, what I'm seeking when I sit down for the Pope's exorcist is I am seeking camp and I am seeking schlock. This movie had enough of it for, for it to be a good time. I wish it had more. I'm getting already to like, kind of like overall thoughts about it, but mm. what he brings into it is is the fun the fun side of it all and that's and that's when i'm what was your original question sorry i'm just kind of talking uh your thoughts on (laughs) On the accent uh, on the italian accent accent yeah and i think that just is like fun and silly and uh and i and then when i now when i watch like the last duel some movie that uh i was really looking forward to and wanting to like but a little trepidatious about some of the accents and casting and that it did kind of hold me back from liking that movie because what I was looking for in that movie was a little bit more, you know, realism and drama and uh, seeing a bunch of... You expected of, more from it. Yeah. You you gave, you gave had higher expectations on the the continuity and, and, and realism. Yeah. I'm, an, I'm no European. Mm-hmm. I'm no French, a French man for, you know, last, all the last duel uh, characters and everything. And, and I thought the performance is really good in that movie. And I, I overall do like that movie, but it was extremely distracting. Some of the, the accents in that and much the same way. I don't think Russell Crowe is being, is, he's being as accurate as they were, you know, I think in that, in that movie, but it just, just works for me in this. Like, it's just, and I, and I did appreciate how they would talk about like, let's speak in English now. Let's speak in Italian. Let's like, they would always preface that when they would switch languages and that <laughs> actually did bring like a nice little like modicum of realism in this movie that I, again, I didn't really care for. I was like, Oh, that's cool that they are speaking a fair amount of Italian. Russell Crowe's down yeah. to try it. I'm just down. Yeah. I'm just, I enjoy that. He's down to try it, you know, whether yeah. it's successful or not, but what do you think? What did you think of it, Brandon? I mean, it was slightly distracting because I yeah. just kept kind of chuckling here and there because what he's doing is is that he's at such a low groan <laughs> that you're able to get get away okay. with a lot of accent stuff because he's just so, um, yeah, it's it's in a register where you're kind of mumbling by uh-huh. and large because his speech is very kind of quiet and. Um, yeah just subdued and so that definitely helps with the accent but i just think it's so funny uh because like i would forget about this movie and that's to the credit of the movie as a whole of how much i genuinely enjoyed his performance but there would be times where i'd just be like he is not (laughs) italian though (laughs) so oh yeah that was so weird that he's an Australian guy right now is being a fucking Italian. That would priest. constantly be in the back of my head of just kind of like, oh, wait a minute. Like he's because he's talking to the Spaniard guy and he's talking about, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever differences between uh Italian and 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 being Latin and, and Spaniard and Latin and all this stuff. And it's just like, mm-hmm. who are you to say? 
Russell right, Crowe, like you don't, uh-huh. you, you don't, you know, come across as as accurate, but he's such a character, and he's and he's so like, mm-hmm. yeah, jovial, kind of like funny, and uh, has yeah, just has a lot of personality with his outfits and his Vespas, like introduced very <laughs> early, as yeah. sunglasses, and uh, you know what would have been really great carries the movie. <laughs> What would have been great, though, is if because like priests can come from all around the world, right? Yeah. Like, what if he would have just been straight up Australian and like, like (laughs) we had an extra uh, the Pope's exorcist and he's he's a real face on a real person. Get out of that lady, Damon! Like, yeah, like, (laughs) (laughs) like I think that would like that that could have really. I mean, honestly, it would have been a different movie. <laughs> like, it would have been a very different movie. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's, yeah, it would have. But that but, goes to the serviceability of the accent, by and large. Like, it what is if, slightly distracting, but overall, I wasn't, like, totally, you know. Uh, I, I think it did me, it was, all right, it, though. That's that's what I was going to say is, like, I, I'm, I'm in, in the camp of James's, uh, you know, I didn't, I expected him to do worse at yeah. it. So then when he did an adequate job and it also seems like he put in the time and effort to try try very hard to like be in that space and like mm-hmm, you know I, yeah. I mean i i just did not see him i, I thought it was going to be like 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 fucking house of gucci bad like and like it wasn't could you imagine right it, it, it was not oh was you didn't want the jared leto approach and ridiculous I, I mean even al pacino who like for all intents and purposes like it, like is uh, like a very leading italian american in like our in our in our like parlance of our times has did a terrible italian accent in house of gucci and like so I, I, would, oh, I would argue. What do you mean, Danny? Oh, <laughs> you mean this is about a good exit to talk like me? Oh, why? Yeah, oh, I it was more like he was playing like Mario than he was playing like both like Ridley Scott pictures. Ridley Scott. Oh, I don't give a fuck about an accent. Just get him on the set. I don't fucking yeah. care. He's a consummate professional. He'll do it. But get him but in more I'm body makeup. Bro <laughs> is doing a better Italian accent than Al Pacino. It, like it, it, that that blows my mind like i i just like it's it's a weird crazy topsy-turvy world we live in now i guess and, and like uh i i i, I yeah. think that i'm sure gabriele I, would agree with you i mm. mean i'm 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 Gabriel, you know, i'm not even dead oh. and i'm rolling over my grave Sorry, i gotta stop but but uh like i i i really did think that uh russell crowe brought uh, like a decent amount to the table and confidence uh, and like, he has so much confidence it kind of helps me like just yes. move past it and move yes. through obviously that's what you get in a in a in an actor at, at his age he's been been through so much and at this point he's just had yeah he should be having fun you should yeah, you should then, be able I to mean, do what he wants and and have a good time and uh, his choice to be like unhinged yeah. and to be pope's exorcist or just like mm. end up becoming kind of dare I say almost iconic because he, cause he's sure. doing it. Like if yeah. it was anyone yeah. else doing it, it'd be so forgettable or anything, maybe because they, they would take it seriously in a different way, but he adds a certain amount of fun to it, even though they're kind of unhinged monster is kind of, is a weird character and, and, and all that stuff, but or like a very dark character. But this guy has catchphrases. 
He's got trademark Vespa. He's got, you know, he's got his old hat. He's got his, his glasses. He's got trademark things like, and then by the end, they're like, I feel like fucking Nick Fury is going to come out of the fucking corner and be like, Gabriele. Oh my God. (laughs) Have you heard of the Avengers initiative? (laughs) And he's just like a part of, he's part of the crew and just like, I'm jumping ahead, but that just has the feeling at the end of this movie. I'm like, fuck, he's going to like be part of like the fast crew or something. Or like, you know, maybe they can link him into the Constantine movie or something like that. Yeah. Yes. Him and Keanu just fucking ripping up demons and ghosts and shit. Oh, yeah, get him like a hand. Fuck you, take my money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like a hand crossbow. Yeah, like a Russell Crowe hand crossbow. It's just fun to say. A crowbow. It's a bro. Bro. (laughs) It's a crow, bro, bro. (laughs) Bo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, let's let's go through some of the movie, eh? Yeah. Yeah, Were you going to say something, Brandon? I mean, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the cuckoo thing because it was, I loved that moment so much. And it happens multiple times in the movie where he's just kind of like risen the sisters a little bit. Like anytime he would see a sister of the faith, he would just be like, cuckoo, or just be like, oh, and like kind of point at them and, <laughs> and just like kind laugh. of like get, give them a little something. And I'm yeah. like, he is such a, a little scamp. Just oh, risen risen <laughs> the ladies, you know, just having fun with it. Oh, I loved it. And he says shit in the fucking. Like he says oh, no yeah. shit to the guy or whatever. I forget what like it's what, like what a cardinal. Like. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I was like, this guy's cool. This, yeah. Fucks, yeah. this exorcist I fucks. Mean, yeah. You know, that's the first thing I thought too. I'm like, this guy fucks. And I would like to have a sex scene with <laughs> I mean, it's a priest, so most sex scenes are gonna be pretty problematic, probably. Like, you know, Yeah, that is a problem. I mean, that ends up being a our oh. sin, the sin what is the line? The sins he uses the sin our sins against the, us. Uh, okay, so I forget. before we start, uh, before we get super into it, I wanted to ask you guys one thing too. Uh, I'll be mean, not to not to hold us back, but uh, okay. Sometimes when these kind of when like movies come out, like like um, okay, this or I was watching that show called Evil um, on uh, Paramount Plus. It's about it. It, it main, one of the main characters is a priest, and they're doing like paranormal investigations of like uh like they're investigating he's an exorcist and he's going around and like half the time it's like people that are mentally ill or this or this but it also sometimes i like i watch movies and i'm like is big it's like the catholic church putting money into this to kind of make like you know certain things look cooler and say and like or like or would they put money into like? Do you think that Catholic Church funded the movie The Exorcist? Uh, probably, maybe not that one to to some degree, but at the same time, it's like if people are scared enough of demons, they might start going back to church. Like you hear what I'm saying here? It's like I do. I do. Like, what name, yeah. It seems like that is that is like a uh, it's a well that people keep going back to, and I'm wondering if to some degree, like maybe Catholic Church will help fund like exorcism movies or something like that in my mind it's it's cheap thrills it's really bastardizing a classic film like we were talking about earlier like the exorcist was such a classic and they're just like bastardizing and finding different ways to like keep keep the train running because i mean who just what studio just spent you know for the new exorcist movie they spent like massive amounts of money to to get the rights to make that movie the newest exorcist 
And to me, that speaks to the power of that franchise of like, oh, it's actually tied into the original universe that has cachet or that has power, you know, and I do you think that all these other likes the exorcist movies or doesn't like them? I feel like, like I mean, there's there's people like Gabriele that will see this movie in the Catholic Church and be like, fuck yeah, we're badass, we're rock stars, like they're you know, and I, fuck stars, <laughs> fuck stars, no, but that's no, cool too. Said rock stars, okay. I think like, we're fuck stars. I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> no, that's oh, like you made uh, a new one. It's like that, or like when you you know, we this is a weird comparison, but we watch fucking Super Troopers on this, okay a show on this podcast and cops fucking love those guys and they love super troopers. And it's not like they show right. cops in the best light, but they no, show humanity to the cops <laughs> and they show them kind of fucking around and, and being and having personality and, and not being like these perfect, you know, sort of things. But like the, a lot of the stories would be like cops would approach us and want to party with us and all this shit. And I feel like that yeah. that's my comparison. I feel like there'd be like Cardinals and shit and like, uh, do you think this in the Catholic Church would see this movie and be like, "Oh yeah, they yeah they yeah. get it yeah I like I love Utopia Cafe con leche in the in the middle of the day are you kidding me fuck off sugars from the devil you know that kind of fun do- like that Dopio espresso scene was great for me I love that yeah 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 <laughs> that was so but, Italian but, but, <laughs> so- but I think I think like uh, honestly I think the Catholic Church is happy about anything that paints them in any other light besides pedophiles like I, I think like they're going to be stoked about anything that is like, look, they're we're killing demons. And like we're doing stuff that's like good for God and stuff. Like, I, you know what I'm saying is like, I do. I, I that's fair like, because there's a moment in this movie yeah, where he, he rage he rages against these supposed, there's a kind of almost throwaway line of like these abuse allegations that were levied against him with mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, the, with the woman that jumped off, you know, the the building and, and everything Aww. and um he he kind of casually mentioned like how they were untrue and unfounded and all that stuff so i can see your point there where it depicts him as someone who was was trying to do good for the church and uh had these unwrongful accusations put against him but you know that's another you know little criticism of the movie there are certain things that aren't super fleshed out and become formulaic where it just kind of throws those little lines and think that like, that's enough to give to this subplot when in fact, like that would do a lot in helping characterize him further and give him more backstory him along with, you know, as we're getting into the story, the husband who owns this ancient house in Spain and we never see him and never see any sort of backstory. And it has this fucking inquisition room in the bottom. And it's like, who okay, is this husband? It's not that he owns an ancient house, though. And there's no family. family. There's no his, family nearby. All the family's his, gone. Well, but this is an old abbey. It's an old monastery. So yeah. it's like, so first of all, like. Catholic priests don't have kids or anything. How is it left to him? Who the fuck leaves you a monastery? It, it's, yeah. a, a monastery or abbey would never be left in somebody's will. It would be an asset owned by the Catholic Church. It makes absolutely no sense why somebody would inherit. Like, you know, this would be a. Fucking- and then he immediately gets into a car crash and dies right when he inherits it, I guess. Is, yeah. Just, there's like a lot of story there that you can God kind of line up. It's like, ways. well, yeah. I mean, hey, that could even be. It's like, oh, he gets possession of the house and it's like, oh, the house cursed and so you so like he gets cursed and then goes in the car crash and the the, the demons oh, already up 
prequels here. Well, baby. demons like, already at play then, yeah. And then that's like sure. leading the son and leading them to the house with the mother, and so they can get the. It's just all like lined up so they can wage this huge war, and, and like it ends up the implications by the end of this movie. Oh my god! <laughs> it's insane. the whole map of the but, world and their plans. They save the fucking world in this movie. It's great. But part of like what I love about the horror genre is like like when they do when they make kind of big leaps like that in plot explanation or reasons why this thing is happening if you're into the horror movie enough you're like mm-hmm. fuck it i don't care yeah. and like that's that's what i love about this shit is like when it comes to horror movies there's something about it if you do it right i don't fucking care like mm-hmm. like just give me a reason why all this shit actually is going to happen and then make it look cool make it feel cool like set it up right and then i'm like yeah i'm with you i don't you know i don't i, I don't need it to make perfect sense i just need it to suspend my disbelief mm-hmm. you know like i like yeah. i i, I think it rode uh, it rode the line the entire movie for me and i was a little worried by the end that it it wasn't get it wasn't going to catch me enough and then the ending fucking got it got it for me good because i was a little i was a little waning there in the middle and that was when Mm -hmm. a lot of the formulaic stuff was happening it got a little repetitive but by the end i was like here we go i wanted this whole movie like i wanted all like that just to be the whole thing (laughs) and just to be full full sam raimi you know i wanted sam raimi really to do this movie once it went a little indiana jonesy i got roped in once we were down into the into Mm. the spanish inquisition chamber i was like yep this is cool. I like this. Like, I really like this. It, it, like it, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I couldn't put it down after that. Well, let's, uh, uh, let's go through some broad strokes at the beginning. I mean, there's this cold open, uh, with, uh, the possession and, and the pig, anything, uh, about this scene. I, I, I enjoyed how the very first line that he ever says is it's a beautiful pig. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first line of this movie is it's a beautiful pig. And I'm like, <laughs> like little did I know that was, foreshadowing and the pig it was a good looking pig play it was a beautiful pig um he tricks you know he's he's a trickster i like how he tricks the devil and and like kind of fucks with the devil to go into the pig and then and then they shoot it and that's like a pretty effective way to to open the movie um what do you guys think of the look of it it's it was pretty dark i obviously you want it to be but i there's some some parts where it just was a little little too dim for me i thought i thought i could use a oh yeah yeah just yeah. a little bit more but well know, watching it on my tv at everyone's home, in, they all had candles i was just like this is 1980s it's just say 1987 <laughs> right and i get it's like it's a, a small italian village or something and we're like they look like where are they where are they from they come into this this village like, and this it's just like this no <laughs> and this is bed i'm like this is the 1800s what the fuck 1600s I, uh, I I thought uh, it was a little dim for me, too. There's this setting on my TV that I can switch to gotcha. that goes from uh, filmmaker to vivid. And uh, certain, yeah. mov- certain movies Sometimes that are too it dark. but yeah. Yeah, but on, on movies where there's a lot of different blacks enough. and grays and stuff, then I'm like, all right, we'll do vivid on this one. And like that, mm-hmm. that helped me be able to see in the dark with those, those kind of things. But I hear you. Like, uh, it's also like, maybe this was like, you got to see it in theaters kind of thing. This would be a good IMAX one, you know, <laughs> I, sign like, me up. I'd, I'd check it out, but I, I think that's, that's just 3D. a part of, of, uh, you know, streaming in general of, of how they produce movies and, and everyone's got different yeah. setups and it just doesn't hit the same. If you're not in a, 
in the theater and um yeah I, yeah and i was i had some glare i was during the daytime i was watching it so that's my fault as well you got to get into a nice uh dark room for a for a horror movie but that's where i just start to question the set dressing a bit but then they get right into this you know this ancient house that yeah doesn't have any electricity because they're still setting it up and, and all that stuff so i i get that um but i was yeah i was just like this doesn't some at points i'm like i had to remind myself it was 1980s and it's usually when he roll up into that on that vespa which uh, happens pretty early on too um and you you get his kind of life uh you know at the vatican and him <laughs> i was gonna say flirting but he's just being playful with the with the the nuns yep. and doing the cuckoo thing is i would just like oh yeah okay it's this it's this kind of character and then him just kind of like dealing with the with poindexter fucking cardinal or just like i said to speak in english and yeah like you're not supposed to do that and what was a thing with that girl in the past and uh giving them all this shit i'm like hey lay off gabriele okay he's written books and the books are good i mean from the from the get-go with the pig stuff and then into that i don't know um what is it it's like the a council council <laughs> like i don't know um it just really establishes the competency of gabrielle which i yes love so much about this character and about how russell crowe plays this is that he's so competent and it's it's really fun to watch somebody who and is very competent just doing getting shit done solving problems and you understand you know he like sees things knows things and he's just able to navigate through all of these problems and go like you know with the council he's like well i answer to this person so this is how this order goes this is how the hierarchy goes you can have all of this bitching and moaning that you want but like i answer to the pope like what do, what does he have to say about it like mm-hmm. what does this mean and all of that and it just really i yeah i mean you gotta love a situation where somebody is being overly vocal about something but also just so like smarmy piece of shit and just kind of gets dressed yeah. down a little bit is always fun too of just yeah when you have a heel to, get dressed down uh-huh yeah you got the heel for the yeah. for the hero to kind of show his his true colors right off the bat and and storm out mm-hmm. and you can tell it's already it's even divided amongst the council with his his one buddy uh there you can tell is is more on his his side and his more like they consider unorthodox i guess sort of uh method methodry but within the church and within something that has so much organization and strict rules about how how to be seeing a character come around and cut through the fat and be able to yeah again i'm repeating myself probably but show that personality Can I ask you guys something? really makes it uh sure yeah a nice like dress setting for his his character and how different he is from from uh his peers what's up yeah. So when you got when I first heard the title for this movie, The Pope's Exorcism, mm-hmm. what Pope's flashed exorcist, in my yeah. head? Sorry, The Pope's Exorcist. What flashed in my head mm-hmm. was this movie was going to be Russell Crowe yeah. exercising yes. a demon out totally. of the Pope. Same. Yeah. Totally. Same. <laughs> I <hate> a lot <laughs> of people. Which, 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 which would be great too. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> they, they kind of hint at it. I was like, there's no Almost way I'm in not this movie too. This shit. Like, <laughs> like, if it's the Pope being like, oh, like, get this demon out of it like, like you know kind of like the pope going crazy and then getting like i hope if oh there's God, sequels to that. this movie that needs to be the culmination of this like because that was the plot in a, in a sense is like really what they're trying to do is infiltrate the catholic church and whatever i never That's thought a, i would want a sequel so bad but that is a great fucking idea along with like their oh, idea of what they already had of just going around battle. the world you know, doing adventure, going on adventures and exorcisms and every oh, yeah. 199 places. I mean, I, this oh, movie yeah, establishes baby. so well a formula that could really be a franchise where yeah. it and is, he already has somebody it, to hand it off to when Russell Crowe gets too old. Like he's sure. already has a protege. Perfect. Like, yeah, like this okay. could go on forever. <laughs> okay, so this, let me finish my point first, and then I want to talk about the protege for sure. Like <laughs> the, 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 that formula of like the demons are trying to infiltrate high level people Love in the church because yeah. they have the power to, you know, they establish like do an inquisition. I don't know what that would be like today. sleeper agents. <laughs> like, I don't, that's, that was kind of a problem I had with this movie. It's like, but. so like, okay. So if he, okay. Say for example, that, uh, Russell Crowe were to get fully, you know, become a demon, whatever. And then, so he would tell the Pope to do something on the level of an inquisition, but that can't happen. Right. Well, how about even the fact that like <laughs> during the inquisition, You're talking about the, 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 the twist, were, what like, is his goal? Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, what's the demon's goal? You know? Oh, yeah, like how it already happened. Like how the, you're like, Oh, that's what the Spanish inquisition was. Was this, exorcist got possessed and then started that whole thing sure and you're questioning what that would look like in today's age uh -huh. or in the 80s when it was said you know in the 80s yeah it, right because yeah like in the spanish inquisition but even that was just like wow they're really doing like fucking ancient aliens yeah. with this this is cool but then, but then the thing <laughs> is it's I, like I to it, what it's like, end though to what end because during the spanish inquisition the people they were torturing were like people mm -hmm. that were pagans and like uh, like essentially they were trying to mm -hmm. get people mm -hmm. to confess that they were either witches or demons or whatever right. the fuck or convert <laughs> over to the catholic church yeah so it's like so you're making more catholics as a demon and torturing the people that would in essence such probably good, yeah. support you yeah it's a little like, so it's a little it, muddy like, yeah, they're like, oh, we're, we're tarnishing the Lord's name, maybe, is the biggest stretch you can make. Uh, yeah. But it's such uh, a badass idea that I'm like, who cares? That's awesome. Same. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, totally. Just like, yeah. Like, I, I mm. fucking got hats off to like the creativity of that idea of like, like, their plan is to like possess an exorcist and yes, then love that eventually like poison the well love and it. spread. Yeah. Like, that's, that's really cool. And it, it also, cool. in a way, like just don't just how, think about it too much. But right? just how no. Star Trek, it just, just how Star Trek, because then it's like spy, it's like spy espionage warfare between like okay, heaven totally, and hell. Like, yeah, like getting a sleeper like, agent it's like the in, Cold into War. the Vatican. Okay, yeah, but right. then, but then, could this be? <laughs> I love it. it. It also makes it so then you can support the good guys in the Catholic Church. Because you're like, oh, well, all the bad shit that they ever did then might have just been demons possessing them. Mm. Like, it kind of, just like Catholicism, all you have to do is walk in and confess your sins and you're off the hook. 
uh, you know, this just let them off the hook of anything if, if, as far as the movie maker's standpoint is like they're let off the hook of all the things, the sins mm-hmm. of the Catholic Church since the ex- the Inquisition. Yeah. Because... So now you're thinking about it a little, a little, <laughs> little much. And I'm sure oh, I'm going too much into it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fun to do it. But like just, uh, yeah, the simple idea of of being able of like that's their attack method and that they have a strategy and how that plays out could be a movie in itself. And the minute that they introduced that as an idea, I immediately wrote in my notes that that would be really cool. If that does happen is if an exorcist does get possessed. And that's why that payoff at the end was so great for me. was like, yeah, that would, they foreshadowed it and then they paid it. I was like, are they really going to go there? And they did. And oh, so I was so happy. It made me so happy. Cause it was like, this is true schlock and true camp and like fun, silly stuff that hasn't really been done before. Even in the exorcist, when whatever the priest takes the demon, he jumps out the fucking window and kills himself. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's how that happens. That's how oh, that goes God. to see it, uh-huh. you know, play out a little bit more was oh, just a, just a blast. But this, uh, him, you know, the, the, this family, we haven't really talked too much about the family. The family moves in into the house. We talked a little bit about the crazy logic of the father, but um, this is the stuff that was a little bit of a of a drag for me, I guess, is like when yeah. Russell Crowe's yeah. not on screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And even when he is during this portion, it does get a little repetitive of like going to check in on on the son who's who's possessed, him doing mm-hmm. some crazy shit, going back out, going back in. You know, uh, I almost wanted a montage of him throwing like. 10 different priests out wrong priest wrong priest and he does something fucked up to like 10 different ones and like one comes out and his head's like backwards he's like and he's like it's a wrong priest again give me the right fucking priest and then like the other one's like in a pretzel or whatever and they just like there's a whole pile of priests that are growing and they're like come on get me the right one that that's where things started to move i like that too yeah it moved a little quick but that's where i wanted to embellish on on certain things that it, it didn't quite do it seemed more involved in having those those scenes with the kid on the bed which come i mean again it's like you're gonna have those scenes but it's way too close to the original exorcist and you're not gonna do anything that crazy different in my mind and it's Mm -hmm. it's all fine but none of it really uh tickles my horror bone uh, that that much you know the ralph innocent voice fantastic fantastic yeah Big fan of that voice. Yeah. Which makes it really scary. His voice is incredible. We stand him. We've uh, talked about his voice uh, previously on our green Knight episode. And yeah, yeah, he's fighting just... against the devil in the last one, but, uh-huh. uh, you know what I'll say that it kind of lent itself for a montage, which by and large, there was a lot of the family stuff that kind of ended up being like a montage. Uh, but the music in this movie is really wild. Mm hmm. Like uh, some of the songs I wrote down, I was like, we got like violent fems in here. Yeah. Gone daddy gone. <laughs> gone daddy. I really think they just like wanted the gone daddy gone thing with the kid being like gone daddy gone. Cause he died in a car crash. Car crash. Like, <laughs> like what are we Uh-oh. doing here guys? Like, why are we like, I get that's like the name of it, but it's kind of, yeah a little too okay. on the nose. Oh, yeah. Little on the nose a little weird. <laughs> and that like early on, like eighties synth pop generics. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, uh, yeah. She just, sells sanctuary. If you guys want to be down to listen to a little, what is it? The cult? You, yeah. It's the cult. She sells sanctuary. Yeah. And just like the, the needle drops were, mm-hmm. 
were interesting. I thought the Violent Femmes one was, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, really weird. And didn't really add anything or or do anything and was just very much like needle drop and not fade in. I don't know, maybe fade out a bit, but just like, yeah, I guess there was some. Oh, I remember there was also Metallica. Mm -hmm. And that and how the movie presents itself. uh, Almost, if you read it in a certain way, is. The kid falls asleep listening to Metallica and gets possessed by a demon because, oh, because right. of it. and it's like uh, I know that he goes into the little the wall he sees the the gas or whatever and he sees the symbol and that's all the reason why but uh, immediately after her taking the headphones off of him I'm, I believe it's Metallica he like wakes his eyes up he's like oh, Metallica uh, turned me evil <laughs> <laughs> we were right Metallica is the demon's music yeah that was such an 80s thing too I don't know that was the Satan, uh, Satan panic. What do you call it? The yeah, like yeah, Satan panic's a good word for that. There's some sort of rhymey phone. She sells sanctuary by the cults. It was satanic panic. That I, I, was, I was like, I knew there was a rhyme for it. Yeah, yeah. And I just not, realized I'm I've not been a child of this whole time. <laughs> I've been like talking to myself. <laughs> satanic panic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of great 80s music in this. Like, I yeah. was really enjoying it. Uh, like, um, the, it, the, the, all of them were like really on the nose, though. The Metallica, the, um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I just can't believe, like, uh, that they, that, that, yeah, they made some of the choices they made. I'm pulling up the soundtrack right now, uh, just because I remember there being all sorts of stuff that was kind of good little. yeah it just was it it wasn't as natural as it could have been and it really was just like almost jump cut and then start a song which Mm -hmm. which can work and you know like change the tone change the pace and like edit to a different different thing but um some of it drives some of it was a little either yeah too on the nose or just what (laughs) but you know i I believe was wasn't like Russell Crowe is like cruising on a Vespa to the song. That's some good stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's good stuff. Oh, there's really not that that's many good. songs. Is there only there's only three songs in the movie? Four because you're listening to. I would say like three music. or four. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I thought there was more. Man, maybe I'm. It's kind of at the beginning, and then yeah, like the the kids just really like just blasting music on their headphones and. Yeah, but don't they screw you, mom? I'm gonna smoke on top of the stairwell and get a cigarette from an Italian construction. (laughs) The angst from that girl, holy shit! I know. So, what did you think about? What did you think about? Like, yeah, the 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 sister. What was her name? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Her perform her performance. You guys are. It sounds like you guys are a little disappointed. I'm a little iffy on the whole family, honestly, like just, and I don't want to be too disparaging outright, but just, it didn't really do it for me. And I'm not sure if it's all their fault necessarily either. Cause what they're set up for is really the formulaic kind of, you know, scared in a, in a house as a family sort of parts of the movie, but uh, being scared, being scared and, and terrified. It didn't, they didn't portray it for me in a way that, made it interesting because I think the entire movie, the mom had the same face, the entire movie, 
of just yeah. pure of just horror and being scared and worried. And naturally your child is, you know, in throughout the whole thing, but I just, a little variation. And then I don't Great. know some, some of the, no, you're on the, you're on the money, man. Like all of the supporting cast in this movie is really forgettable outside yeah. of like, um, yeah, just almost everybody. I don't know the, like the, what is it? It's, uh, the African Bishop. He was cool. I liked him a lot. He was good, but yeah, he was good. I love that uh, guy. So, yeah, I agree with you that the supporting cast, especially the mother, was really a drag because I think the daughter was kind of giving what needed to be given in that. So it wasn't totally, you know, I don't really have too much to say about it. But, yeah, the mother and then also the uh, partner priest (laughs) was, I I don't know, man, the protege. I don't know, man. I would just he's gonna grow into his own he's gonna be like a luke skywalker where he starts out like a weenie and then he kind of rises up. He, he's getting sure. some damage he's got some battle scars from getting his ear bit off and God, shit that, that looks so hokey at the end there it was like <laughs> the fakest ear i've ever like covering his ear i've ever seen in my life and it was like clean too there was no blood or viscera and left yeah, and like, wow that, they grew that clean that me. wound <laughs> that, that holy water me. really it did the fucking trick he's just like pulling this holy water on blood, like the whole time yeah that that, 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 that bothered me that it was so clean like i was like come on now like there should be somebody needs to be dressing that up a little and all the things uh, that we're lauding for russell russell crowe for is kind of missing in him when he does <laughs> in fact have that side of him he has a darkness yeah. he has a side that isn't yeah. fully uh you know thrive or, or strive with the uh the catholic church and he has his last confession was like eight months ago it's just that doesn't really read for me whether he yeah. is like has a different side of him that is clear or he doesn't and he's hiding it. I don't get either because I don't really get either. that he's hiding. Yeah. It. I like and if he does, I, it's very subtle. And yeah, like even when he says like, oh, like, oh, it's been like eight months. It's just such a throwaway matter of fact way of saying it. And there's no weight to that. Like it's been like you should be kind of embarrassed to say this to the Pope's exorcist that it's been eight months. Sure. Like he just kind of throws away yeah. that line a bit and. And then Russell Crowe is such a good actor. He's like, oh, what? I'm going to react because I'm an actor. Like, he just he brings so much weight to, to things when uh, he's he's there. And then when he's not, it and there is a portion when it is just the younger priest with the family. And yeah, it's a little bit more uh, snoozy, generic horror, horror movie or what you would expect from a movie called Pope's Exorcist that doesn't feature Russell Crowe and has some other no name or something. Okay. Okay, here's a question. So for the sequel, if you could build your dream team of other exorcists from around the world that back him up to go fight these teams. Danny, can you write this movie, please? I'm sure it's already. Honestly, well, yeah, but I think we can. We'll just make a knockoff one. Just like, like, we don't have to. But man, like. I like this idea like uh, like a lot. Like I wish I could write the next one. But like I was thinking like if you had like uh, uh if we had Wolverine, what's his fucking name? Hugh uh, Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Oh my Hugh Jackman god. Jackman would be a kick ass exorcist. Yeah. Uh, I'd love that. I like the idea of Another having like Australian. one guy. <laughs> I, I know, like yeah. Just all Australians. All Australia. Mel Gibson, Hugh Mel Jackson. Gibson. Oh my playing god. Different <laughs> Maybe we can like AI some like uh uh all the Hemsworth uh, boys. I was uh, going to say, who played the Joker, but he's dead. Uh, fucking uh, Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger. Yeah, dude. Let's see if we could AI Heath Ledger into that piece. Wow. As like the young up and coming priest. I think like, you need I, Adam Driver in there. I'm just lacking Australian actors right now. I'm trying to think of more. 
Uh, go- you really are going full. I'm full Aussie. the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, full Aussie. Uh, we could get Kangaroo Jack in there. Charlize. Uh, we got to get Charlize. Uh, what's your dream team exorcist? Like, like uh, international exorcist team. God, you know, it, is- it, it, if this is your Mission Impossible team, but it's all these exorcists for the sequel. Oh, you see? Okay. So we're getting one from, you know, every pocket. We could get Lucy yeah. Lou in there. You could get, you know, fucking uh uh, uh I, I got mine. People. <laughs> so okay, my, my 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 dream go. my dream team is obviously Father Gabrielle, uh Russell Crowe, okay. then uh Paul Benton Bentney. Oh okay. wow. Okay. And then I would do um Johnny Depp, because they've come together. No, 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 together. no. So you're thinking uh, of like, <laughs> oh, they're like, you're actually crossing Ma- universes? Mer- Mer- yeah, Meryl Streep. Oh, that's rad. Yeah. Oh, from Doubt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, are you pulling in different? Oh, I see. What oh, you yeah, you did oh, Da Vinci yeah, yeah, Code yeah. already. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay okay, attention, yeah. catch up. <laughs> I'm not, I, all right, hey, settle down, settle down. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. So, I'm all right. Paul Bettany, wow. Any other anybody else? You gonna get uh Little Nikki's then, gonna show up on the other side somehow. There's gonna be like a, a battle. I would do Keanu. That would oh, run Constantine Keanu? Yeah, Constantine Keanu. That's my You could get you could get Edward Norton from keeping the faith. I was totally thinking that too. Good call. <laughs> I was totally picturing Edward. He like he fits that look really well in the yeah, Or you could do Robert De Niro from Sleepers. Boom. <laughs> Line them nice. up. Line them up. So we're actually uh, just we're just going to cross all. It's all in the same universe. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this would be a way to tackle those 199 because if we did a montage of all these dif- different guys coming out of retirement to uh, heed the call, so they could Love save it. the world from uh, what is what Evil. was the what is the devil? There's the devil that they killed in this one. It starts with an A. But then there was this okay, little this teaser is... to a new devil, like a new demon at the end. That was oh, kind of cool. It started with like a scene. Okay, but here's here's my problem: is the demon that they kill in this movie is the king of hell. The king of hell. They can As- find a new one. Asmodeus. What was his name? Asmodeus. Yeah. Something like that. Something like yeah, that. You got. Yeah. I've heard of him before. I'm familiar. So like, uh, like there's, uh, well, I, I honestly, I really like demonology movies and shit like that. Uh, like my favorite. Uh, I, we'll talk about this in a minute, but. Uh, so Asmodeus is who they kill in this movie, and they're talking about, or they they exercise him, they send him back to hell. He's the king of hell. So my problem is, is they they punch too far up to the top. Like I'm saying, you know, yeah, I guess the next movie they could fight the devil himself, but that's honestly, I feel like a little, you know, the whole thing they were saying is the devil can't come up here, so he sends blah 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 blah. So like, nah, man, there's a power saying, struggle now, and there's all, they have all their sleeper, enact all the sleeper level. agents. They shouldn't have fought Asmodeus till the third movie or something. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you're going to set it up for a prequel, you needed to give us some lower level lackey in hell. And then we needed to work our way up the chain. The next, next, the sequel could be busting heads and like, you know, dragging demons out being like, you know, who do you work for kind of thing. You know, just a real beat cop movie. (laughs) I still think there's a lot, there's a lot out there. Yeah, I was going to say. Lilith and fucking... But uh, I mean, he's the king. They beat the king of hell. I'm just saying it's going to be a weaker demon. So now they're going to have to fight like multiples, I guess. At that's, the same not, time. that's not entirely true. And so he's I would the just king ch- of hell. That, but I would that just challenge you that you don't, you don't want another movie that is setting itself up 
purposely for a franchise. I think we benefit from this just it. not not doing that and really Dude, kind it made of, a cookie cutter franchise being built. Like they have a whole map and everything of like here's where I we under, go next. I, I understand that, like, but I don't think the intention is to make it a franchise. We're jokingly yeah. saying it could be a franchise, but oh, I honestly think like they they and I disagree. Yeah, because it's like I hate when movies do that a lot of times. It's like I hate when movies like, do that. I felt like they set short, it up. short sight. I, you don't think there's gonna be another one? I think how there they could be I think how they could be. did it was a good I enough job. I think they job. totally I, set it up. But like what, it felt like it was hand spoon fed to us that they're going to make another one if enough people like this movie. What you're saying though is you wanted it to be less of a serious issue and like a like oh it's not the king of hell it's like this Joe yeah, Joe well, Blow. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it, all they had to do. I'm what I'm saying is no the working man's demon. <laughs> I'm saying they do the same thing that they did throughout the movie, but they say that was just the beginning. There's much more powerful demons than this. What I'm saying I, is they named I, off, yeah. they, they pick somebody at the, at the tier yeah. of demons. This guy's up here. And if this would have been a lower level one, then you have some place to go. Right. Like, but so, I, I would just, I, the okay, only, they have 199 the only places. So a sequel needs to hit back twice as hard, in my opinion. Okay, and sure. so like, if you're going to set something up for a sequel, then you don't take out like, you know, it, it, you don't take out the right hand of like the crime organization in your first episode of a show or something like that. Because then now, like, I, I mean, I'm just saying, uh, I when, think there's a way, I think there's, I there's a path for it if they want to do it. And if not, it's a good, mm -hmm. it's a good movie encapsulated in itself. And I don't know. I'm, I'm not concerned, not as concerned about it. And if it does come along, I'm sure they'll find some, some way to do it. Uh, that's without, yeah, without the King of hell. I'm enough. sure there's other, other directions, but for what this is, I think it's, it's okay. And I kind of like the a little, like, uh, <laughs> Little, I guess I'm being ridiculous. Little like trail at the end. They leave a little trail, but then they also have the epilogue too. And it's I they're able to have all those things in it for me to not feel like they're having their cake and eating it too is kind of satisfying. And that's why so I satisfying. see movies a lot of times is to know that there is going to be an ending and a lot of you know, a lot of TV shows and a lot of there's plenty of other movies out there that give you such a fat fucking cliffhanger that uh is never gonna be resolved that yeah, oh, yeah, at least like they they conquered this one and there's so many, I see so many paths forward and I never expected going into this movie to give a fuck. And it <laughs> surprised me to be like, yeah. what are his future adventures as the fucking that's, that's Pope's answers? Just, I want to know. And like, who's this guy? Like you, the guy got relocated to a different place and he was the one that saw the fucking, uh, Jesus on the cross bleeding the statue. And then his eyes yeah. started going like, what's up with him? He's in a whole yeah. other parish or whatever. And he's like fucking possessed probably. So there's a yeah. whole, you can run with that. You're you can right. run with 199 different plates. There's so many like, and it's like, that's how Van Helsing ended. I remember it was like, oh, this mm -hmm. is just the beginning Van Helsing. And they go to the little workshop and it's like James yeah. Bond. And it's like, oh, you can. And it reminded me of like him going into the lab and Q kind of showing up and being yeah. like, yes. Hello, double Pope's exorcist seven. And <laughs> This is our map of the world, and this is all the sleeping agents, and you have to go take them out. And uh, here are all of your uh, new squad, and you need to go delegate them. And oh god, there's there's a. Uh, I, I don't want it to turn into. Never that. thought I would like, care. Yeah, uh, like I don't want it to, but I like I definitely if if this moves from like into like a horror James Bond formulaic, like I I 
I don't think I'd like that. I, I maybe, but like I don't. I, I think this. You're right that this is nice because it is. It it it, it can be a contained little thing. Or this is a if new wanted, formula. If they wanted to expand it and yes. enough people like it, they could. Yeah. But it could just be a single singular mm-hmm. movie. And but in this in itself as a single movie is a, is a new formula, at least the latter half, which I, we should talk a little bit more about before moving on to reviews is it ditches the the first like three quarters is like the old tired ass formula of of Exorcist of them going to the bed and trying and doing all that stuff. And then at the end here, I feel like we should just talk a little bit about he gets fucking possessed and there's the whole Inquisition thing at the bottom of the house. And then he goes full mummy mouth like, oh, all this shit is so fucking fun and stupid and cool and campy and (laughs) schlocky. And there's like they find the guy in the cage, the skeleton in the cage. And it's like he wasn't trapped in here. They like this cage was protecting him and he was the last one to be left there while they closed it all up. Uh, he drops the match in the well and it's all full of gas and everything. And then he tells his, the story about the past, you know, I, that could have been a little bit more fleshed out or it could have yeah. just had more of a meaning of, of him, you know, dealing with uh, a past, uh, you know, but then that, that issue and them use the demons using the sins against both of them. And then these two women, one being nude and covered in blood. And then, uh, and the other, oh and God. the other one for, for him as well of the girl that, that jumped was uh-huh. really great horror fun horror scene that was like i didn't you know expect this this is new like two priests are battling their demons and like there's yeah. like physical representation manifestations of their demons of their sins and they're using it against it cool shit when the like the yeah. mother mary right. pops up behind them that's shot looks amazing and then when yeah russell crowe gets possessed best part of the movie and he just starts so throwing himself around the house. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, that was the best. Yeah. I just watched that for an hour. Same. Like, that was so <laughs> and then they put the, the crucifixes to their heads and they fucking explode in blood. And I'm like, yes, mm. this is all like the cheat, like more horror, like cheesy B, B movie sort of fun stuff that it should have done yeah. more of. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they, yeah, it's, it just, uh, what what happens? How do they? I, I forget exactly how. Oh, like it gets, he, oh, it gets like put into the lake or or like the water or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a cool I effect. Mean, oh my god, the visuals of this movie are really yeah. fantastic at the at the end of it. I mean, honestly, throughout a lot of this movie, I think uh, there are plenty of movies that are that could have been this movie that will look like shit. Mm-hmm. And I think this director is pretty competent. I think there was a lot of stuff in here. There's some highlights was, for sure. Yeah. Visually really cool and interesting. Yeah. And yeah, that whole chair underneath and shit and the pool and the explode, like, yeah, they explode like they're a yeah. bag of blood was so yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. That was more rainy ish. Like they needed more of the Raimi, Raimi kind yeah. of some skellies popping up or some shit. I don't know. Sure. This um, was creative though. It was, it, 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 it at points it, it did things that, that I did not expect it to do. And, mm. and it was fun while, while I did it, you know? Absolutely. Agreed. Exciting. such an adventure, you know, cause it, I, this movie traffics and going from, 
being a horror movie to being such a more leaning into the adventure side of it. Like a mm-hmm. lot of fight, fighting spirits, battles, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which you don't get typically in a horror movie. Sure. You'll have a, like a big conflict at the end, but I mean, this was just a lot of special effects that looked pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed a lot of the special effects. I thought, yeah, the very Raimi ask a lot of combination of horror and, um yeah i don't know badassery <laughs> brandon would you rather would you rather this like the sequel to this be a video game <laughs> no uh-uh. it sounds uh-uh. like you're describing a video game though you're like it's a, it, like like a like a silent hill type like horror adventure video i game. mean i'm playing essentially that right now without you're playing a game where you're an exorcist <laughs> no no but like a oh. you know a video game a horror video game that traffics as well in some of it is very kind of uh that horror demon-y. element demony sure but like it it traffics in two things it goes like there's the horror element that involves demons and then there's the adventure side what? that tra- traffics in demons too can you tell us the name of this or is it a secret game no 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 i i said it alan wake too it's wonderful. alan wake too mm-hmm, yeah it's like a guy's name Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first Wake. one was just called Alan Wake. <laughs> mm-hmm, like yeah. cousins of like Johnny Quest. <laughs> nope. No, okay. it's uh, <laughs> it's the brother. It's the brother of Doctor Sleep, brother-in-law of Doctor oh, really? Sleep. Yeah, but he's oh, really? got, got it. But Doctor Sleep got it. The doctor. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Sleep and Wake. <laughs> oh. You know. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll go through some of my notes before we move on. Uh, let's see here we left everything for this and it's like she's daughter's all mad. And then it's like, wow, look at this huge castle. I'd be stoked. Um, yeah, the cuckoo, uh, baby Pete Davidson. I don't know. The kid kind of looked like a little baby, baby Pete Davidson to me for some reason. Um, <laughs> Funny. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh yeah. They use the flare to like, look into the house. It's like, can't you guys just use a fucking flashlight? But then it of course explodes in their faces and that's like the, <laughs> the catalyst, but it's like, let's just waste this whole flare yeah. just to look a little closer. <laughs> it's like, just get your fucking flashlight guys. Come on. That seems insane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> drinks cool, has cool glasses and writes books. Uh, I was just like writing all the cool things about this character. Um, my nightmare is France winning the world cup. I got that one too. Uh oh. Prayer has more power in Latin. I just like that. That's that's a rule. Same. Um, There's a couple rules that are like that. He's just just like, duh. Like, yeah, it's more power. Yeah. Say to Latin. Um, Suck. Getting her getting sucked into the bed was a pretty cool practical effect. Like, you know, you just you can just get two mattresses, put the sheet in the middle, and just suck her down with somebody's arm reaching up from underneath. Like, suck her down. Cool. That's a cool practical (laughs) effect. Like she wakes up, there's an arm there and it just sucks her like that. Is that in, yeah. uh, that's like a nightmare on Elm street kind of thing too. That looked freaky as fuck. Like honestly, yeah. and, and everybody's had that like sleep, like paralysis or like shit that like that, sure. that that's just easily like visually you can immediately relate to like the mm-hmm. nightmare of that. There's that point where he throws like a human skull into his buddy's lap as a joke. And I'm like, okay, you're taking a little too far there. Yeah, yeah, He's like, Hey, is hey, a human skull that I picked up from this. Well, that goes down to the Spanish inquisition room. Hey, follow me. And he's like, what the yeah, fuck? You're, you're kind of desecrating a corpse, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah, like, you're being a little up. bit caval- cavalier with the, uh, <laughs> <gradient>. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the girl completely turns her head around or like gets her head completely turned around. And then she's 
totally Fuck. fine after. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, they're actually going to kill her. Wow, that's okay. And then she just gets up and is fine. I'm like, yeah. You'd at least be oh. like, ow, ooh, <laughs> 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 a little kink in my neck or something. But um, oh, yeah, Mummy Mouth. Yeah, that was cool. A couple, couple uh, versions of. Yeah, they do it. They do it with the kid and him. I and love then, the Russell Crowe doing it. It was just, yeah. I need that as a, as a gif or something. <laughs> uh, I shall pray for Guam. Cause that one guy is, gets relocated there. So yeah, yeah. I expect the sequel then Clever. to go to Guam and him to be like, just having a whole like commune yeah. of, of demons that he's been raising. Uh, he does have the James Bond thing. Now that I think about it, you're right. He has all those little quips to say. Yeah. After everybody yeah. gives him. Anybody gives him a little bit of information. He has, he has a drink. Little he drinks clip. a dopio. Yeah, dude, you're right. Like this is James Bond. He's got a, like a He's cool got a vest brain, briefcase or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, little gadget. Yeah, little uh, gadgets all in it. And so, oh man. So and he also right. drives his Vespa all the way from Italy to Spain. Spain. That's <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Because they show the whole montage of him going like, and it's like he's oh he's got his vest and he's like on the dirt roads. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he just rolls up. He gets off like, the Vespa at the Abbey and he's just shaking. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, watch- he's like wind blown. <laughs> the tires yeah, are flat. I just I, I like I'd like to watch the whole ride from Italy to Spain and then little cuts of just cuts of him riding and then eating different things along the way and then cutting right back to riding him eating riding eating like that a movie and, of Russell Crowe eating yes please yes please like, yeah that. but still dressed as a priest on a Vespa though like mm. it, he has to stay on the Vespa the whole time like I, I'm just I imagining also, you as a director, <laughs> like, okay, food. Russell, you're going to be eating on the Vespa. You got to stay on the yes, Vespa the entire yes, time. Yes. It's all street food. He has to pull up, <laughs> eat it, while, and then like go. Yeah, like you, you know, if he has to go to the bathroom, that's the only time he can get off. Um, that's right, that's just for the viewers. Um, let's do some uh, <laughs> reviews from critics and audiences. Uh, but before that, I'm going to take a bathroom break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to go through some uh, reviews of The Pope's Exorcist. A 49% from the critics and 81% from the audience. Let's see some critic reviews from the Poopy Doopy Snoopy range. Um, you know, I, I occasionally like to pick some some random ones on the Rotten Tomatoes site because it just gives a kind of a look into um, some of the other publications that are represented but we'll we'll so just as a heads up we're going to be jumping around here we'll start with oliver jones from observer one out of four an absurdly plotted blood-drenched haunted house movie with all the vitality and vivaciousness of a 15th century corpse Oof. from luke thompson av club a tighter edit focused purely on the crazy bits could be a big big cult hit as it is as is, it might be time just right for a 420 viewing with plenty of smoke breaks. Oh, shit, yeah, man. <laughs> he gets it. He gets it. I get this. <laughs> but he still didn't like it, fortunately. Well, maybe you should have smoked more, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, he knows what the problem is. Um, from Bilge Ebiri from Vulture, the Pope's Exorcist may not be a comedy, but it does sometimes feel like a joke oh. on us. <laughs> Nailed it. This guy is funny. Let's see what else. I guess I'm doing some of the bigger 
bigger publications from Guardian, Mike McKihill. Crow is by far the film's strongest suit, preempting some of our gigglier responses and mitigating against some of the material's flimsiness. Mm. Two out of five. Mm. I like that he used the word gigglier. Mm -hmm. Writer for the Guardian, and I used the word giglier. (laughs) I'm a little giglier today. From Guy Lodge from Variety. If this hysterical hack work has any soul at all, Crow just about saves it. Hmm. That, that guy's name was Guy Lodge? Guy Lodge from Variety. Guy Lodge. Hmm. Sounds like a fake name. He's what, a tomato meter approved What are you critic. hiding, Guy Lodge? <laughs> like, what, is, what are your secrets, buddy? Let's see. He gave Goodfellas <laughs> a 94. What else has he... Fair. He's reviewed a fair fair amount of movies that I do not know. I'd give Goodfellas a 98, so yeah, fuck you, guy watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have to go. He's he's uh, done his work though. Let's see. I'm not trying to come at me, Guy Lodge. Oh, I'm glad. I was like, this is an interesting name. Uh the negative or the sorry, the positive that was the negative side. This is the positive side from the audience and 81%. Uh, let's see some reviews here and what the people have to say. These are the people from Marette Gurgis, five stars as an avid enthusiast of horror movies. I must say that this film went above and beyond my expectations in terms of keeping me engrossed and captivated by its unfolding events. It successfully managed to avoid the cliches often associated with the genre, which was truly refreshing. Personally, I adore this movie, and I firmly believe that it has the potential to inspire a sense of religious devotion in viewers. The inclusion of the Pope as an authentic character in real life only adds to the intrigue, making me even more eager to watch it. The entire cast delivered excellent performances, leaving me thoroughly impressed. I cannot emphasize enough how much I love this film. It was an absolute gem. I can't help but express my anticipation for a potential sequel to this movie. I'm absolutely hooked and yearn for a continuation, either based on real life events or another chilling exorcist story from the same universe. The thought of experiencing more of this captivating narrative leaves me eagerly awaiting what the future holds. Keep Mm. creating such compelling movies and I'll be first in line to witness the next chapter unfold. Oh yeah. From RB007. Nice. (laughs) Five stars. I know that many people are complaining that this movie is not scary at all, which ain't a complaint for me because I am one of those people who never gets scared watching a movie, whether it is Conjuring or Exorcist. I love to watch horror movies just to pass my pass. Their stories, their ghost slash demon stories in themselves and how uniquely they present themselves. And I find horror movies more entertaining and thrilling than any other movies. I also watched this movie for the same reasons, and I was not disappointed. I did not feel like my two hours got wasted. I got a pretty generic possession movie, which kept me entertained for two hours straight. And that's all what I expected and got. Its direction is good. Story is interesting. <laughs> Cast is good. Like the concept of the demon shown in it and their ways to fight against them. I love these kind of possession movies with a simple and decent stories. And I would love to watch more of it. And its ending also gives the hint of the sequel for which I am fully up to. People just dying for that sequel. <laughs> I wrote this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Damn it, Danny. <laughs> it sounds like I did. You're plugging your own reviews. Uh, I'll do <laughs> one more from R. Mac Donchata. Five stars. Where to start? Russell Crowe, brilliant. 
You can tell he enjoyed this character and it really shines in the movie. His delivery of lines is both hilarious and powerful. The man is a legend and this movie was a really interesting choice slash departure from his previous stuff. The plot is intriguing with insight into a world that is scary as well as fascinating. <laughs> the possession itself is a totally new and more powerful take on these phenomenon than seen previously in the movies. There's a real sense of menace from the demon and the circumstances around the possession are an Indiana Jones level mythos. This is a movie to be enjoyed and taken at face value. Doesn't really doesn't rely on jump scares or silly nods to other exorcism movies. It is its own thing. And I really loved it. Hope everyone who likes horror gets to see this as it is a top movie. Should ya? Yeah. People like really uh expressing yeah, them, coming out for express themselves very very thoroughly and and uh, a lot of positive love for this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a multitude of, of, uh, positive reviews here that I could keep going with. Um, but we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, I was going to, yeah. So on, on prime reviews, sometimes I like to look at six, there are 15,000 reviews for this movie. 63% are five stars with an average of 4.3 out of five. Mm. There is that. Um, oh. So people really like it. Uh, that is a little sample size of some of the feelings. Um, even like the critics, it seemed like when they didn't like it, some of them were at least acknowledging whether it was fun watching Russell Crowe in this movie or just the fact that he kind of did his best to carry it a bit or they'd be like, oh, he was entertaining in a, in a silly way there was a recognition of that even from like the negative reviews. So that tells me that it, I don't know. That's a sign of a polarizing movie for me too, is like going through some of these reviews is when even in the criticisms Mm -hmm. levied against, you see that kind of conversation that they're having with themselves. Like, Oh, a lot of people will say this and, but I'm kind of, they're already kind of addressing it and they're getting ahead of the Russell Crowe thing. And then the audience and the positive review section you'll see kind of that too of like them kind of addressing the conversation in their review of like oh i see a lot of people saying it's not scary or all this stuff well let me just come to its defense um so i think we picked a good one for for the podcast i think it it applies uh and i would love to throw it over to danny to give his final thoughts and a numerical value on the rotten tomato scale for this movie here we go so this movie was pretty, uh, pretty I, I was pretty into it. I, you know, you, uh, I felt when we went for the break, I was sitting there thinking to myself and I was like, I feel a little incepted because like, I didn't, I guess I'm, the, I'm a big sucker for like, you know, uh, the, the James Bond archetype of like storytelling or whatever, like, like that. I mean, it is basically the hero's journey, but you know, it's a little uh, like this wasn't so in your face, I guess is like, I didn't put it together like that until you brought, pointed it out. And I was like, ah, shit, I fell for it kind of thing of like, they got me with like a formulaic type thing, but it also felt like there was, you know, you have these genre clashing moments of like, there's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like I said, I got a little bit Indiana Jones as they're going down into this like little fucking yeah. temple and shit. Tomb Raider. You know? Yeah. And so like, you know, it it was hitting on all the things that, you know, made it so it roughed out some of the the rough edges for me, like, and then 
I, I had a blast like the whole way through. I was really enjoying it. I didn't know what was going to happen next. Uh, I, I, even if like some stuff was predictable, it doesn't matter because I don't know what fucking Russell Crowe was about to do next. And like what, <laughs> And like, I was enjoying just seeing him fucking chew the shit out of it and like yeah. really, you know, uh, like get, uh, carry this, I mean, carry this thing over the threshold in a big, bad way. And I think like, you know, I, I'm going to give a positive review on this thing. Like, I, I'm going to give a pretty high marks on this. Dude. I, I want to put, put it in my like, you know, like I said, I'd rewatch it and everything. Probably like 93. Like, uh, although, oh, cool. Hell yeah. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I say 93 for the genre that it's in and what it is also though, as far as like, uh, you know, when, when I say Goodfellas is 98 or something like that, it's like, I can't put those two in the same category almost. So like, this is not that, Apple you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I no don't one, watch No one's calling for that comparison. This is popcorn <laughs> cinema. This is like, like I what, this just... is, what this movie is trying to do to borrow a, a doughboyism, you know, is like, what mm. is it, is it successful yeah. in what it's trying to do? You know? And then what I'll also say is like my favorite movie in out of like the demon fucking movies that, that has happened is a movie called Fallen with uh oh. it's got is that Denzel? it's got Denzel Washington, Donald Sutherland, it's got James Gandolfini, uh it's got fucking uh John Goodman. I've never it, seen it, that movie but in my short stint as in taking acting classes one of the guys I took an acting class from oh, yeah. said that he was the cab driver who gets possessed in that movie. And I was oh, like, oh, I should no check way. that out sometime. But dude, that's sick as hell. So when you watch that movie, it's all like there's no special effects type thing. The demon just moves through touch. So there's these all these radical scenes with random like extras kind of in it. Uh -huh. But as it's moving through a crowd, each person's touching another person and That's then cool. they're turning cool into ideas. the demon and so you're watching it pass from random person to person on the street and it's like each person that is just randomly walking by is crushing it as like taking on this same mm -hmm. entity that moves through it, it's wild and like as i would i think if i was teaching an act if i was teaching an act if i was teaching an acting class i would show that hands down but like that that movie right yeah, there he is didn't my. Show you just talk about it, yeah. So I got to watch it. <laughs> it. In the realm of like these movies, that's my hundred percent, uh, right there of like demon, like right. Demon so on that scale, movies. on the on the demon scale, that's the, this, that's the. I put this at a ninety because yeah, the, yeah. I put this at a ninety though because like, and this this was, you know, doing a lot of different things for me though. Where Fallen is like a uh, serious movie serious serious movie where this this was goofy a little bit but just enough seriousness to make it to not make me feel hokey about it but you you were right there's some camp to it and there is some like love that you know uh there there's definitely some formula that they're working that you know if, if it's done right feels like almost an homage to things instead of just like a formula mm -hmm. um and so it's it's getting to watch this guy doing treating it with respect and doing something that has been done before different well put. and that's that's what i yeah. got out of it great and uh i i think that uh you know i would love to see another one also my dream team for real of other exorcists for the sequel I would want, yeah, like I said, Hugh Jackman. Yes. Then I want Morpheus in there. I want Lawrence, Lawrence Fish. Larry Fishy. Lawrence, Larry Lawrence Fishy. Fishy. 
I would love to get a uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker in there. That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That, he'd be a great exorcist. He, then he would be a great exorcist. He would. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Please. give me, give me, uh, give me. Let me see. <laughs> okay. Well, why oh, you, oh, well, uh, why you think like, about that? <laughs> no, no, no. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I, I, I want. Uh, I want uh, Hannibal Lecter. Uh, I want. Oh, I want, old Tony uh, Hopkins. He played a pope I want, already. Isn't Sir that? Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, like that's who I want. That's how, I, that's uh, almost who I expected. And, and I knew it wasn't going to be the case. And but Patrick Stewart. Oh, that's and good. Patrick Stewart. Patty Stewart uh, to to round it out. And maybe he just sits in the office and kind of you know like uh professor x is like he's just like go out and get him you know kind of thing but he battles the demons with his mind i don't know maybe he's just professor x how about clint eastwood just do a crossover clint eastwood would be you think he's i like it it. i i i don't don't know i mean honestly i just watched a movie that he directed in 1990 with him and charlie sheen and i was like he doesn't have it in him right here like but but then like he's made some great shit after that obviously but he's i feel like he uh he fades in and out of greatness oh we got to get young sexy uh, jude law pope in there too brandon Oh, oh yes, sexy Pope. Young sexy, sexy Pope. Pope. That's who we got. Yeah, Catholicism. and then two, and then two posts, wow. Jonathan Price. <laughs> if you're gonna get oh, Tony Hopkins yes. and, and Jonathan Price, the two popes, they're like a tag team. I get George Carlin as the Cardinal from uh, oh, Cardinal Glick R.I.P. from Dogma. Uh, and that's Great. it. Then Great. that's it. That's Brandon, what do you think about this movie? Thank you for asking, James. What do you think of baby? Um, so there's a huge part of me that just stands what this movie kind of represents. Cause this is a movie that was made on an $18 million budget. So nothing big, but really just kind of, uh, sticks to what the objective is even to the, like, there was a note that I had here where it was like, I'm locked in right now. Objective is established. Rules are set. Let's get this going. And I just got to give the movie so much credit for doing that. And, um, it's, it's fun. Like by and large, it's, an, it's a thrilling, exciting movie. Sure. I wish that the cast of characters outside of Russell Crowe were better, but I, at the end of the day, like this is such a, it's such a fun watch. It's a relatively easy watch. I would recommend it to people. Um, I honestly want more movies like this, maybe not about this subject matter, but like what it's trying to do to be an action movie at $18 million and and do what it's doing here. I dig it. There's so much cool special effects. A lot of there's even a battle in this. I mean, so so great. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna go eighty. Hell yeah. I'm gonna go eighty. Hell yeah. I love it. I love that we found something that I I, I feel like we're overall on the same page on this discussion about and it's fun when we disagree as, as well, but going through this, this podcast and picking movies that everyone is so divisive on, it is kind of nice to just feel like you come to a level idea about how you feel about something. And that's kind of been my favorite thing about one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is those discussions of like, I feel like I understand how I, how I feel about it better. And then also gain, Mm. yeah, new perspective from you guys. Um, and the, for this movie, I, feel like I've expressed myself plenty on, on this episode of the things that I like the most are obviously Russell Crowe's performance. Uh, just 
wonderful and I would not even care to check this movie out if he wasn't in it. I don't, I don't think maybe there's a part of me that sees that title. And when I see that title, I do think that the Pope is going to be the one that's getting the exorcism. Sure. But even this, this is cool too. Oh, it's the Pope's exorcist. Oh, okay. Well, that's also a, a fun idea. Um, him, him at the beginning, right around his Vespa interacting with, with other priests and everything golden, all that stuff golden. is, is just golden. All the stuff with the family, not so much. That stuff is, is where the, the formula generic kind of formulaic sort of stuff of like a family stuck in a spooky house, weird things are happening. Kid gets possessed and the performances all around maybe suffer from that as well because they're not, they're not the best. When Russell Crowe comes into the picture and um. he interacts with everything. His character starts to come out more. I'm kind of back on again, um, but it is a lot of going in and out, in and out. And then when they get to the bottom with all the Inquisition stuff, that's where, you know, things really start to pick up and I'm fully on board when he gets possessed. That final like scene of them, like coming into the room, I was like a little bit like, this is, this is the final scene of every fucking exorcism movie. I, I was honestly a little bit of like, starting to eject a little bit out of my feelings for it. Cause I was like, Oh, it's like the big, the big showdown or whatever. Um, mm. but then to see him get possessed, get out. And then he <laughs> starts like hitting the walls and like throwing around. And then like the whole also, showdown in the, in the, uh, basement, the cellar or whatever, all that stuff, uh, had the best cinematic elements, had the most schlock, had the most camp, yeah. had the, had yeah. the, the most fun yeah. and kind of out of control stuff where I didn't know what was going to happen, where I felt like I was the rest of the movie was pretty predictable. That final, final portion just like launched me back on, on board with this movie right up yeah. until the end where I was like, I want to see, and I can have all these other ideas about where this movie, like, Daniel <laughs> was talking about, like all these sequel ideas that like I would be totally down for. And I question how much that has to do with just the char charisma of, of Russell Crowe, uh, mm. those eyes. And like, he's got a bigger face now and that big bushy beard and all that stuff. But those eyes have so much going on there. There's like a real trickster quality to him. That is, is fun and, and silly. Um, I'm, I'm probably not going to, it's hard. Cause I feel like I'm speaking glowing, but I, there was a real portion of this in the middle that was just like, like I was saying, not my favorite. So that's why I'm going to probably go a little bit lower than you guys in the, in the 70 range. I'll do a 74. I'll do a 74. Um, cause yeah, I think it, it really took that for it to pick up at the end for me to, to be back on board. And the middle ground mm. was a little, little iffy, but overall I would recommend it. I would see a sequel. I would watch it again. I would fucking watch it, uh, again, especially yeah. knowing, that the ending was coming. And I think that helps in a lot of horror movies Big and thr up, thrillers yeah. for general is just like, uh, the, as you know, one Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriele would say the theatricality of it, you know, this mm. movie has a nice theatr theatrical sort of soapy side to it. And also like, a yeah, they want to build this lore out with like these papers and all this mystery. It just, there's a, there's a lot to have fun with and, yeah. uh, easy recommend, easy much better time than splice uh for sure um so yeah let's let's move on from from splice and into the pope's exorcist of them all i'm excited to see what his next project is and and we'll be there for it uh 
I think, oh, I wonder, I'm curious about that poker movie. I think that one might be polarizing. We can have that back for, <laughs> for Danny, if he wants to keep on uh, going with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a Russell Crowe poker movie. I think he directed it as, as well, but I'm not sure of the, of the ratings. Um, I'm just curious now that I'm, I'm thinking of it. Uh, and I'm then dropping deuces. <laughs> 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 oh wow it's a nine percent by critics and a 36 percent by audience so we will not be hey. we will not be doing it hey. on this podcast but that's, um that's a big enough gap no what uh, i what i would like to do is terrible. do a little segment do a little game yeah 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 if you guys yeah. got got some time for a, a fun little game of i like to call it review blitz and this version is going to be the russell crowe review blitz version of the game in which I will pick a movie and it's up to you to, to figure out what this movie is. And the way that you're going to find out is I'm going to give you reviews from critics and audiences. And with those clues that you glean from the reviews, you try to guess what this movie is. Um, I'm going to read a review. They're all Russell Crowe movies, all, all Russell Crowe movies. movies. That's the hint. Yeah. Cause I, I think right. last time I don't know, I'm trying to figure yeah, out a way to, Hone it in a bit. So this should give a Nailed it. big enough hint for all these movies, Russell Crowe's and them. Um, and I'm going to do a critic review, then audience review and back and forth, back and forth until you guys get it. Just buzz in. I'm going to do the, the buzz in system. So just buzz in if you think you got it. And then um, well, I just want to give you guys unlimited tries, really. Or should we do turns? Yeah. What, what, what would be? I'm, I should have figured this out. Um, I say buzz in, just buzz in, buzz in. Um, and then if someone buzzes in, gets it wrong, then I guess the next person can get uh, advantage or something can go first next time or something. Uh, okay. So let's start with a critic review of this Russell Crowe movie from Keith Garlington at Keith and at, in the movies, a critic, the flawless ensemble, the masterfully written story, the vibrant yet gritty version Vision of 1950s LA. Most Buzz. Every... Yes. LA Confidential. Yeah, I guess the nice. 50s LA thing was pretty clear, but yep, yeah, you got it. One to Danny. All right. I'm, how many do I got here? I think we'll do. Got Coming it. at you, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> you can do th Uncle three Mr. out of five if we're, uh, if we're feeling it. So let's go on to the next movie. Um, I'll start with uh, the audience on this one and then. We'll go back to critics. Uh, let's see. Mm, there's a. Yes. Okay. From Sifrin, five stars. Every time I watch this movie, I end up in tears. One of the best movies ever produced caused me to second guess everything I had previously seen. Do recommend. That's pretty vague. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't think there's do any. I was starting pretty vague. We'll get more granular. We'll go no. to the critics. Uh, let's see. We will pick. Wait, where did it just go? Um, Brian Miller from Seattle Weekly. As competent, affecting biopics go, biopics, mind won't win any prizes, but you've yearned. Uh, buzz. 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 Beautiful oh. mind. I think I, got, I was gonna say too, yeah, but uh, I you guys don't know almost got was, there first. I think it was Brandon, but it was almost it was very close, ah, very close. Yeah, the buzz, the buzz to in it. the front. But well done, well done. 
All right, this is this is going better. We got a tie tie ball game. Let's move on to the next one. We'll start with a critic review. Uh, let's see if I can find one that's a little bit more vague, so that you don't get it immediately. Uh, yeah, that can be probably pretty tough. Yeah, you probably you guys are probably going to get so be ready to buzz. This one's going to okay. be a little tougher. All right, from Bill Mueller, Arizona Republic. The new film has spectacular fight scenes and dazzling sets and a familiar... Yes. Gladiator. Yes, Gladiator. I mean, fights... I said fight scenes, so, yeah. Right. I I was just like, what's probably the most... Yeah, yeah. Like, that was... That was was an educated... That was a shot in the dark, though, because he's been in other ones that, you know, he's fought in them. All right, we're going to go on to the next one. Two, one, Danny. Uh, let's switch over to audience reviews. Just check it out here. Do, 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 do. It's from ABL five stars. One of the great dad movies, which you guys would be very familiar with. If you guys get the chance, uh, you have a podcast in the works that I'm, I'm sure would be great to listen to when it does come out about about this very thing one of the great dad (laughs) movies it feels like an old-fashioned epic which might explain why it was ignored by general audiences back in 2003 master and commander master and commander oh totally Mm -hmm. and that would be three to danny which would give you the win i can do one more if you guys want to do it for fun yeah let's do one more let's do one more you can do one more all right this is our last one danny's running away with it uh let's see from mike massey from gone with the twins this is a critic (laughs) the pacing is surprisingly well handled the themes of hope and love are commanding and the epic presentation and striking tragedies can't be overlooked um fuck what is it called buzz yeah is it a winter's tale no good guess Okay, that is a movie, right? I got the title right. Yeah, and th- but don't think he's in it though. Yeah, yes. he's yes. Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Uh, yes, well yeah, done. Yeah. I forgot he was in that. But a Winter's Tale. Yeah, he's the bad guy. He's like a yeah. part part beast, part man. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. For some reason, Will Smith makes an appearance in that or something, right? He does yeah. as a genie or something. Or no, no, that's that's Aladdin. that would be Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you just showed up in that movie. Sorry, I get those Start two confused singing. all the time. <laughs> One um, the cartoon, I know, but <laughs> well, that was a game of Review Blitz, Russell Crowe version. I hope it was fun playing along for all you guys yeah. and everyone at home. And uh, Danny, thank you so much for joining us on this very special episode of the Pope's Exercise in the spooky season uh if you'd like to join us next time our next movie will be another mystery thriller horror movie according to rotten tomatoes it is called no one will save you it has a certified fresh 82 percent ranking on rotten tomatoes by the critics it has a Relatively poopy doopy snoopy, fifty-seven percent by the audience. <laughs> it is a critically oh, no. critically favored movie. You can watch on Hulu. Hulu. Okay. Hulu. Uh, if you have a Hulu subscription, uh, <laughs> it is made by them, so you can watch it there. I think that's. I don't know if you can watch it in any other places. You'll figure it out. But it's called 
No One Will Save You. And it came out this year. I'm very excited to see it. It's been fun seeing movies I haven't seen before. Uh, minus Splice, which I'd seen many years ago and wish I'd never seen ever. <laughs> um, but I've seen it twice now. And uh, speaking of things that I'm glad I've seen, Danny, you're not a thing, but I'm so glad I've seen you today. Uh, hey, congratulations so. again on your beautiful baby. Yeah. And thank you. Congrats, thank you very much. appreciate you so much uh, yeah. taking the time out of your, I'm sure, very busy and, and tired schedule, <laughs> uh, <laughs> raising a newborn to talk about a, a, a movie with us and always appreciate it. And I uh, can't wait to have you, have you back for the next uh, Crow Feach. Or any, anything, anything else guys. you want to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, Brandini, again, thank you for being the co-host with the most. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, we are live on twitch.tv slash polarized pod. If you want to see us there, uh, you can send us a line at uh, polarized the pod at gmail.com. Uh, there's a YouTube out there. If you, I don't know, there's no actual visuals or anything, but it's uh, another way to listen to our podcast that I started up recently as well. Polarized pod on YouTube. Uh, and just has a few of our recordings. If that's an easier way for you to listen to. Otherwise we really are on a lot of podcast networks. We're on whatever <laughs> you're listening to right now. It's I crazy. Know, right now. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, if you've enjoyed this, you love the Pope is exorcist. Um, you should check it out sometime. <laughs> if you've ever seen that movie, I don't know, but, uh, Sounds like a good time. yeah. And, uh, from all of us at here, we hope you enjoy your Halloween season and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.